Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. And on. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. And welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Brian Basilico. Brian helps small to mid-sized businesses connect with their perfect customers to generate more sales. He is an internationally recognized best-selling author, online marketing strategist, and sought-after speaker on the topic of social networking, relationship marketing, and internet marketing for business. With over 30 years' experience with running businesses, he has a unique perspective on traditional and new marketing tools that help businesses find and connect with their ideal customers through his internet marketing system. Brian has produced thousands of projects from social networking campaigns, websites, blogs, email marketing, Facebook landing pages, Google AdWords, maps, places, and analytics, YouTube videos, audios, PowerPoint, and other traditional marketing tools. Brian is also a social advocate, a webmaster, and the leader of an independent ministry, CEO, Christian Enterprise Opportunities. He also shares his knowledge and experience as an adjunct professor teaching social networking, Google, and internet marketing tools and techniques at College of DuPage, Wabonzi Community College, Elgin Community College, Aurora University, along with multiple groups and conferences around the country. Brian, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks, man. I'm so sorry you're out of breath after reading that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got a stuff. lot on your resume, so I um, do. Yeah. Well, 40 years yeah. into this, you know, it's it's uh yeah. Hopefully, I got a little bit on my resume. So. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, Brian, can you kind of walk us through your background and you know how did you get into online marketing and why are you known as the Bacon Guy? Yeah, I'll I'll sum all that up as quickly as I can. I started my first business at probably 16, really got solid at 18. And uh, I was running a recording studio in my dad's basement in our house. I've always been an audio video geek. I was a kid that was pushing around the carts in high school and that kind of stuff. But way back yonder, I always tell this story is I started out doing content marketing and email marketing back in 1980, before there was an internet and before there was email. (laughs) And the way that I did it is I had an Atari 400 computer. I love playing on computers. So what I did is I would type up stories on how to better utilize the studio and educate my clients as to how they could save money, how they could get better results, what to prepare for, what to expect. And I would type those stories up and I'd print them out on a dot matrix printer and I'd literally take the scissors and cut them and I put it on an 11 by 17 sheet of paper. 
and then I would kind of organize it all out. I would tape it to the paper. I would fold it up. I would send it to the printer, and the printer would print it and then mail it for me. And that was the first kind of content marketing strategy that I came up with. Like I said, so bottom line is, is that through over the course of the years, I've learned to take what's known as business principles, marketing principles, communication, relationship, sales principles, and kind of mold those to whatever the tactics are of today. So if you could take that same concept and today do it as a post on LinkedIn, it would be the same thing. It's just a different delivery method. And the concept there is to how do you educate your customers as to new things that's going to help them? What's going to help them become better? What's going to help them make more money? Whatever their pain point is, whatever it is that they're trying to solve, can you be top of mind with them? So that's essentially where it's gone. Internet obviously happened in the 1990s. I've been doing websites for 20 years. This business I started in 2001, so I've been doing this for 18 years. And uh, the bacon step, let me explain that. The first book I wrote was uh, in 2014 called It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. It started out as a how-to book on social media, and I got through chapter three, and the whole book was obsolete. So I said, yeah, no, I got to kind of change my perspective on this. So I ended up turning it into a Y2 book, which was the best thing I ever did because it's still evergreen now, meaning all the concepts are based on principles, not on tactics. And so it's really about how to build relationships online. And that's what BACON stands for, because I used to work at AT AT&T, AT&T in their media department. And we did not go to the bathroom. We went to the LGR LBR, which was little boys room or little girls room. Uh, so, um, the, everything was an acronym. So bacon stands for building authentic connections, online networking. Let me say that again. It's building authentic connections, online networking. So that's what the bacon is. And it's a metaphor also for what makes you stand out. You know, what is the thing that makes you different than everybody else? What is the thing that people are salivating over? How do you become that thing that everybody wants to put on their business sandwich? So that's what it means. Wow. And, you know, that's so important because there are an endless amount of blogs, courses, podcasts about Mm -hmm. just the surface level type stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which obviously becomes obsolete so quickly. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, a quote I heard before. I, I want to say it's from Dan Kennedy about uh, mm-hmm. the tactics change often, the strategies sometimes change, the principles stay the same. Exactly. And that kind of reminds me of um, when you mentioned your story, you know, your first content marketing story and talked about the acronym BACON, that, that definitely rings true with all that. So that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. So staying on the topic of, you know, these principles and technology, you know, how you're mapping these Mm -hmm. tried and true principles to the most effective marketing mediums of the day. What do you see as trends in marketing and sales technology today for businesses? Well, you know, obviously every business is different. Every product and service is different and the methodologies change. But I'm actually speaking at a conference coming up. uh, It's basically in the trucking industry, their sales and marketing. Mm. And one of the, so I do keynote speeches. I do local speeches at chambers, like I said. I was talking with one of the guys doing some research because whenever I do these, I love to kind of find out, okay, what's the buzz? You know, what's happening inside the industry? And part of the trucking industry is, they have a couple of different problems. I mean, trucking is trucking, 
it's Walmart. It's who can get it there the best, cheapest. But also, they have a problem with maintaining drivers. That's been the pilferaging of drivers between these companies is, is legendary. And mm. um, so I was talking with one of the sales trainers with one of the largest companies, YRC Freight. And we started talking about, you know, again, this kind of thing of principles and tactics and things like that. And going back and forth, I asked him, I said, well, you know, what kind of salespeople do you have? Who are you hiring? What are you seeing? And he says, you know, it's really funny. He says, I've noticed that the younger guys, these are the, you know, millennials. I could even be Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever. I don't know. I think there's a lot of 22-year-olds selling trucking, but it could be. You never know. They tend to want to focus more on the hit. You know, they want to go out, find the person, do the sale, and then move on to the next sale. And we call them hunters. And then there's the older folks, you know, in the 40s and 50s and 60s, who tend to be more the gatherers. They spend more time time trying to nurture existing clients and try to get them to do more rather than going out and being transactional. So within any industry, within any company, you're going to have, you know, some degree you know, on a sliding scale of 100%, hunters and gatherers. A person could be a little bit more hunter, but still a gatherer, a little bit more of a gatherer, but still a hunter. So really, when you take a look at that at the big picture, the key question, and this is why I say, you know, building authentic relationships, it's all about relationships. And that's really what it boils down to. What are the principles of relationships? Um, well, the first principle of relationships is you cannot farm out your relationship. You cannot outsource your relationship to your wife and kids. You could try. Right. <laughs> Probably going to end bad. <laughs> but it's the same thing with relationships and business. And the other thing that you got to realize is that when it comes to relationships and business, even though you represent a company, you represent a product and service, but the relationship is really between you and the other person. And one of the things mm-hmm. I say in my presentations all the time, there's never been a company in the history of the world that's ever written a check, that's ever bought anything. And why is that? Because people do, right? I mean, it takes a person to write a PO, to to issue a check, to push the buttons on a computer. So when you break it down, you start looking at people and what their goals are and what their needs are as an individual, then you start to build a relationship rather than looking at them as the purchasing manager of uh, XYZ company. So what are their needs? Are they going through personal struggles? You know, are they trying not to get fired? They're afraid they're going to get replaced by a cheaper millennial. You know, what's the deal? (laughs) What is your goal to help them to achieve their dreams beyond the scope of just selling them your product and service? That's kind of the biggest trend is getting back to some of the basics of understanding the relationship portion of this. Hmm, Very important. Very important. When it comes to maintaining and growing those relationships, how can salespeople follow up? effectively follow up with value without looking needy or being annoying or salesy? How can they do that effectively? Well, one of my favorite ways is to basically become a content curator. A well-designed sales and marketing system inside of a company will do this. The marketing people will develop content that will help the salespeople to stay top of mind with their either their customers or their prospects. So they'll create something that says, hey, here's the latest trend. Let's just, let's just say you're in the aerospace industry, okay? Um, here's the latest trends in aerospace in Europe and what America is doing to stay competitive. And then hopefully your company is mentioned in there. The one thing that they have to avoid is this beat them over the head sales pitch stuff that a lot of marketing companies do. They want to 
come yep. in and just say, you know, buy my crap, buy my crap, buy my crap without actually doing anything of value for the end user. So being a content curator, being able to put that up on something like LinkedIn, being able to send that as a direct message to somebody who maybe has an issue. Um, one of the things that I like to do is if somebody brings up a point in a conversation, I am a still firm believer of if you can get somebody on the phone, you're going to get more of their time, more of their attention because the sound of your voice is going into their head as opposed mm. to an email, which they can skirt, which can often be misconstrued because you cannot emote in an email. Uh, you could put, try putting emojis in there, <laughs> but you know they can often be misconstrued and the text is no better because texts are usually shortened to the point. The key question is if you can get on the phone with somebody and somebody says to you, let's just say you and me are having a conversation. You say, Brian, you know, I love Evernote, but I just don't use it enough. You know, it's cool, but I just don't get it. Immediately, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in Evernote. I'm going to write your contact info down and a reminder and say, okay, let's make sure we get Morgan some info. And I'm going to send you either a PDF booklet or a article or something about that. Even if I'm not selling Evernote, you know, it's just like, I thought of you and your thing. It's like, here's five things that you didn't know you could do with Evernote. And by me sending that to you, all of a sudden, it's like, wow, you know, this good dude listens and he cares. <laughs> He's different than, you know, the other guy's calling up, how do I get your business today? <laughs> you know, right. let me read from this script. Okay, I understand your objection, but, sir, <laughs> uh, we offer, you know, it's like, no. <laughs> so that's what building a relationship is like. It, it actually takes a lot more time. It takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more effort. But you're dealing with everybody as a one-on-one -on -one individual. And will you close more sales than the hunter out there? Probably not. Will you build a long-lasting relationship which you can nurture into a lot more business? Probably. Because, mm. you know, hunters tend to find people that are price shopping, need it now kind of stuff. And the people that they're getting are people that are looking to switch on the fly. They're looking to make a change somehow or they have an immediate need. And then after they solve that problem, they're going to take a little bit of a breather and say, okay, well, what other options do I have my fingertips? Going to get this cheaper, better, faster. So with a relationship, you end up building something that's a lot more long-term that actually has a higher reciprocal value. So for you and your company, that's that's the biggest thing about it. Oh, yep. You know, that actually reminds me, I, I used to work in trucking and logistics industry, actually. I was a mm -hmm. freight broker account manager at CH Robinson, a third-party sure. logistics company. I worked for, you know, you go there and you, you kind of work for someone for a year as an assistant until you become your own commission sales rep. And I worked for one of the guys, the opportunity, and I'm, I'm so glad it happened, to work for one of the top earners in the office. And mm -hmm. it was so interesting to sit by him and hear him talk to his customers on the phone because he would literally just he kept everything in his head. He was super old school on the phone mm -hmm. and he would just talk to them about their weekend or his weekend or, you know, what their kids are doing. But like within these conversations, he would pepper in sales, like shipping loads. And it was just kind of crazy how he did it. But, you know, someone would just pick up the phone, have a conversation with him for 10 minutes, enjoy it. And by the end, you know, he's made 10 sales and you just yep. like, what, what just happened? And right. It's just crazy. So I definitely agree with that for sure. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. And it's it's very subtle. I just wrote a blog post. Maybe this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I just wrote a blog post. Me and my wife were sitting down and I get a lot of inspiration from a lot of places. 
it basically was uh, WWMRD, What Would Mr. Rogers Do? And we watched mm. Would You Be My Neighbor, which was this documentary. And it shows how he would get down on a kid's level. He would kneel down at them. He'd look them in the eye. He would talk very gentle to them. He'd ask them questions, and then he'd talk back to them the way that they wanted to be spoken to. And a lot of times, that's what's missing, you know, is understanding and compassion and just being human. Because, I mean, let's face it, we're working. It takes a toll. <laughs> To take a break and spend five minutes talking about your weekend and happy things in the middle of the battle, you know, it's like you've just fought this huge battle and somebody walks up and hands you Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, this is awesome, dude. <laughs> you know, that's it. Or whatever your favorite food is, you know, it could be pizza, it could be hot dogs, you know, whatever. It's one of those kind of moments in your day and it really leaves an indelible mark on I think that whatever tools you can use to build relationships, I think those are the hot things. Now we get into the bright, shiny object syndrome, and that is, what's the hot thing today? You know, Salesforce, and, and it used to be Acton Goldmine, now it's Nimble and all these other things. When In reality, a lot of people are very successful with a you know, pad of paper and a pencil. <laughs> it's whatever Definitely. works for you. That's really what the bottom line is. Whatever you will use on a regular basis and doesn't get in your way and works for you is the best thing to do. And so that's what I'm always looking for and, and trying to teach people is don't worry about the technology. Worry about what you will do with it. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, then find another. Even if it means bucking the trend. No, no, we use Salesforce. We're paying $1,400 a year or a month for your seat and you need to use it this way. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. dude, if you're more successful using a you know piece of paper or Evernote or Google Calendar, whatever it is, you know, do the things that make you successful. Yeah, uh, incredible advice. Yeah, that's something that people need to understand and you don't really get unless you have boots on the ground experience doing right. sales and marketing because in a perfect world, on paper, you should be able to read a blog post and or watch a video, do exactly what it says and have it work every time. But obviously, the real world doesn't look like that. There's nuances in every marketplace with every product. There's different people and personalities you're selling to, like you just never really know. So you have to do what works for you and you alone. And that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about um, some interesting things you're doing with Evernote for business. Can you touch on that? Yeah, sure. So I've just created a course and it's exactly what you said. It is evernote4business.com. So it's evernote4business.com. It's a course that I teach people how to use it in ways that they may not think and really gets down to the kind of nuts and bolts, nitty gritty of it. And one of the things we were talking about before we came on the show was one of the things I love it for is business cards. So I'm going to a networking meeting. Thursdays are my networking days. I get a business card from somebody. I take my camera with Evernote and I take a picture of the card. The card is actually scanned in the OCR. OCR stands for Optical Character Recognition converts the card text into a contact into my database right on my phone. And I could take that and I copy it into LinkedIn. I could put it into, you know, wherever I want. I could find these people on Facebook, whatever. And Evernote actually has a LinkedIn component too, so it can actually find the info in LinkedIn for you. Take that picture. Wow. And then when you're done with it, after you get the OCR, just make sure the email address is correct. You can always go back and correct everything later. But if the email address is correct, you just said send them an email. And it immediately sends them a nice-to-meet-you email. Then you could take that business card as long as you're sure the info is right and toss it in the garbage. 
You don't need it anymore <laughs> because everything is sitting in your phone and you've already sent them a contact. And over the course of the last couple of weeks when I was working on this course, I was out showing this live. Every single person I sent a email to responded back to the email. Nice to meet you too. And here's, you know, here's what I have, <laughs> you know, it's like, which is fine. You know, I'm just saying, Hey, nice to meet you. And they're saying, Hey, come to this meeting or this is what I need. It, at least they're contacting back. That's the beginning of That's a relationship. Here. That's one of the coolest things about it. There's so many other things that you could do. Like research is one of my favorite things to do is um, there's a web clipping tool. You can't do this on a phone. But there is a plugin or an extension for Chrome or for Safari or other browsers that is a web clipping tool. So as you're out, like I said before, you and me are having a conversation. I find an article on Evernote that I think is interesting. I can actually save that inside of Evernote. And then from Evernote, I can email it to you because I've already got the contact info mm. there. And I've already got the content in there. And it basically allows me to do research and send you that without having to go copy and paste the URL, find your email address, yada, yada, yada. It just makes it so much easier to do that. So as a CRM, it's got so many different uses. Once you learn some of the insider ninja things that you could do with it, and these are all built in. And the big difference, though, you got to understand is there's the free version, which gives you two devices and doesn't have a lot of this functionality. And there's another one that's a $70 a year version that has all that functionality. Then they have a bigger one, which is a team version, where sales teams can actually use this, where they can share the information and stuff like that. And it does integrate with Salesforce and Google and other things. So that's a just something to explore as if you're a sales manager, just kind of see. And trust me, I don't make a penny off Evernote. They don't have a uh, affiliate program. So, But I love it that much that I use it. But for $70 a year, all right, how long would it take you? How many connections would it take you to make that money back? <laughs> it's like yeah, one, exactly. you know, in one successful connection, you made the money back and the rest of the year you get to use it for free. That's a no brainer. I subscribe to it. I tell everybody, it's like, dude, just take your credit card out of your pocket. Go get it. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's not that much money. I was spending $80 a month on LinkedIn sales navigator. And it's like, I got nothing out of it. Some people do really well with it. But, you know, mm -hmm. I was doing the relationship connection thing without Sales Navigator as effectively as with. The only thing I could say Sales Navigator got me was a couple of really killer podcast guests. But it never made me money to pay for itself, you know. And, and I looked at that, too. I said, if I got one sale, that's an $800 a year expense. You know, let me try it. And for me, it didn't work out. But the Evernote thing for 70 bucks has paid itself time and time and time again. So hopefully that all makes sense. Yeah, definitely. The value you get in return for your money with everything you described is definitely well worth it. Um, mm -hmm. What's an easy way? Well, let me actually ask, this, ask you this first because I use Evernote and I don't use nearly, you know, I use a fraction of sure. the capability that it has. As um, most people because they've never taken the time to learn what happens. And, you know, it's like anything else. It's like bright, shiny object syndrome. It's like, uh, you know, you can go to Evernote's website and you go through all their videos, but you got to kind of figure out what it is that you want to do. And that's the whole point of my course and the thing that I created is it, it shows you. <laughs> and then I also have a section, you know, one of the modules is, okay, if your coach do this, if your networker do this, if you're a virtual mm. assistant project manager do this, it applies across salespeople. It applies across anything, but it says, you know, here's, here's how to network. Here's how to use the business card tool. Here's how to basically create notes. And when I say coach, I mean, that's what a business person is, is you're coaching your client to purchase from you. So think like a coach, do some research, grab some data, share it with you. 
that's the biggest difference is, is understanding those steps. So you want some cheap, free, easy ways to do it. I have a webinar up on that. You could also check out the Bacon Podcast. I have a interview, great interview with Andrew Malk Malcolm, who is the CMO Chief Marketing Officer of Evernote. He goes through and talks about how to use it. It's uh, I don't have the episode number in front of me. Just go to baconpodcast.com and just search Evernote. And you'll find probably three or four different episodes on it with tips on stuff. So that if you can find somebody who uses it and can give you tips, that's the easiest way to kind of explore it. But the course itself is, that's my step-by-step. These are all the things that you can do with it so you understand what it's like. Where's everything on the desktop? Where's everything on the mobile? Um, What are notes and notebooks and stacks? What are all the things that are inside of notes? They just released something brand new last week called Templates. So you can either use one of their pre-built templates or create your own sales template. Questions Mm. that you want to ask somebody or an email template that you want to email somebody. It's like it's all sitting there and boom, it it just gives you uh, basically a depository of of tons of things. You can also put brochures in there. You can put PDFs. You can put pictures. You could put videos. You could put a whole bunch of other things at your fingertips. So when you're at a sales meeting, if you say, hey, you know, I've got this. Let me go to Evernote real quick. I'm going to send you email you this PDF. It's sitting right there on your phone. That's the beauty of it is no matter where you go, I have it on my watch when I'm walking my dog. If I think of an idea for my podcast, I just hit Evernote on there and I say, what does beer have to do with marketing? And I put that on there. And then when I get back to my office, I've got an audio note. You can use the phone, for example, if it makes sense and the person agrees to it, you can actually go into sales meetings and record them. And go back and listen to them again. Imagine what that would do for you. You can take audio notes right inside Evernote. Say, hey, I just want to record this. I'm not using it for anything other than just a reminder so I make sure I get all the details that i got to get back and write your proposal on. Why not? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Those are some little quickie ninja tips of things that salespeople can use this for that's built in. It's included. It's free. (laughs) Once you pay for seven bucks. But there's tons of things that you can do with it. Yeah, exactly. People just don't know what you can do with it. Once you learn what you can do with it, you go, holy crap, I need to use it. all boils down to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at the course page right now, descriptions, and it's very comprehensive. Um, mm-hmm. For someone who's kind of an inexperienced Evernote user like myself, if you're listening, you're in that boat, it's definitely going to walk you through step-by-step step how you can uh, start using it. And it's just like anything else. In terms of you know garbage in, garbage out, you have to put good information in to get well, information out. Yeah. And the whole thing about it is it's about probably two and a half hours of video, but there's worksheets mm. in there too. And you can pick and choose the ones that you want, and you get it for life, so you can always go back and listen to it again. You know, and, and so the biggest thing for me is like it puts all the information in one place. You don't have to go searching the internet. You don't have to kind of look for it, and you don't have to remember to do it. You just go whenever you can, spend 20 minutes on a module finish it up, and then start to put it into practice and just keep building on your skill set. And like I said, Mm -hmm. one sale, one, just one. (laughs) We'll pay for Evernote of that. (laughs) So, you know, that's that's just one of the tricks that I use and teach people. I'm a big lover of LinkedIn, of Nimble, of CRMs, all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is, is like, man, I could probably do a course on how to use a pen and paper and still get the same results. (laughs) It's all about the principles, not the tactics. Perfect. I love it. And Brian, where can you know people reach out, contact you, find out more about you? You know, can I get in touch? Sure. Yeah. The easiest way is just go to Google 
and search Brian Basilico. You will find everything, my LinkedIn, my Pinterest, my Twitter, my Instagram, all of that stuff. And uh, you can find all my websites there, the Bacon Podcast, B2B-IM.com. Just search Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Basilico, B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O. And from there, you'll find whatever way you want to communicate. I do smoke signals too, man. If you if you do them, I'll find them. I'll, I'll see it and I'll contact you. I'll do it. Yep. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Brian. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. I really appreciate it. Hey, Morgan, man. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks. Awesome. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.